This podcast is listener supported. To help us out, go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash RedBullRant. The following podcast may contain language not suitable for younger audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, my friends, to the show that never ends. This is the Red Bull Ram Podcast, the official Red Bull Podcast of SB Nation and Once a Metro. I'm your host, Jason Iapico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman, frustrated watching the Mets game, and this is episode 164, Ugh, Canada. Uh, really? Seriously? Yeah. That whole Sad. country just, I don't know. They giveth and then they taketh awayeth. Your, your, your sports are your sports are supposed to be hockey, not soccer, and or baseball. Look what they did there. Well, yeah. posers. Well, it took them twenty years. Didn't they win a World Series against the Phillies? Yeah, twenty years ago. Jeez, that yeah. that's how much I haven't been playing baseball. I don't remember how long ago that was. <laughs> well, what's kind of funny about that was um, there was a little kid out in the outfield that had a uh, Jose Batista. Like fake beard, I guess like cut out of paper, or whatever. And I guess I guess he swung when Batista swung, and just happened to be on the pitch where uh, it went out for a three run homer. Nice. Mm-hmm. And then of course there's the whole seventh inning that was just insane. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, Look at us, we're a baseball show now, breaking it down. Well, baseball. Time. You know why that's important is because all those happy fans from from the Blue Jays game went to the Toronto FC game where, yeah, the Red Bulls lost. <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty funny how the game was like half empty and then the playoff game ended and the stadium filled up. I'm surprised that there's people in. Like usually stadiums are like you have to be in by like you know. Well, I think what it was. I think what it was is a lot of them were watching it on the in, on the concourse on, I mean, on TV. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of people on the concourse. <laughs> it was. But uh, so we didn't do an episode between uh, the Montreal game and the Toronto game, so we're gonna do a double recap for you guys tonight. Double recap Canada edition, which is not really that special, honestly. But anyway, um, I was on for I was doing some home improvement work over the weekend, so oh, that's. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I would say that, but I didn't do most of the work. Uh, I, I helped, but I didn't do most of the work. Anyway, um, so two games, uh, Mont- midweek, Red Bulls were hosting the Montreal Impact. Uh, C.A. Drogba's debut at Red Bull Arena. In an MLS shirt, I think he might have been here before in a team PL team. I'm not completely sure, but anyway, a um, little bit of a crazy game. Former Red Bull Ambrose Iago got a red card for a denial of an obvious goal scoring opportunity when he threw his hand up and pretended to jump and head the ball <laughs> on the goal line. Um, red Bulls got a second penalty kick, which was blocked, and Didier Drogba was a jackass and got in the way of a ball that was already placed on the ground, which, from my understanding, is supposed to be a foul. Um, and then MLS celebrated the fact that he did that. And then the Impact got a penalty kick of their own, and the, that game ended 2-1. to one. Then on Sunday... Or, sorry, not... No. Wow. Uh, my time is off. Last night... See, look at this. <laughs> I thought it was Sunday. Last night, um, the Red Bulls went up to Toronto to take on TFC. Uh, Toronto was without, in their starting lineup, was without Sebastian Javinko, who apparently 
took a red eye from Italy back and uh, showed up on the bench after playing for Italy less than 24 hours before. Um, Josie Atador, who was playing for the United States, coincidentally at Red Bull Arena the night before. And Michael Bradley, who returned from the U.S. duty but was out with an injury. And uh, then Josie Atador got a red card on the bench for <laughs> apparently verbally abusing the referee. Uh, I don't know what was said. I don't think there's any re- reports of what he said, but, I mean, if they're giving you a red card on the bench, you got to something. do something. Yeah. That is something. Probably, you have to do something. He's probably like, your mother is a hamster and your father smells of elderberries. It's <laughs> probably about right. Yeah. Um, then Sebastian Javinko came on and just completely posterized the soccer version of the Red Bulls defense. <laughs> and uh, 2-1 loss by the Red Bulls, which... Had a glimmer of hope thanks to Sean Wright Phillips' first ever goal in Major League Soccer for the Red Bulls when he had an absolute screamer that just like skimmed the grass basically as it went into the uh, the lower corner, and uh, but unfortunately it was a little too too little too late. So like we do when we usually do a double recap, we're going to combine our likes and dislikes. So Pat, you can go first. What did you? And we'll start off with the dislikes so we can end on a happy note. What did you dislike about these two games? Uh, basically what I disliked was, you know, last night, I mean, there you go. The Toronto's there for the taking, um, you know, with their three DPs out to start the game and, uh, the high press was absent. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it looked like, you know, from TV that Jesse Marsh was telling his guys to get more pressure, but for whatever reason they weren't, I mean, both, uh, you know, both, um, uh, Mike Grella and, uh, and, uh, Gonzalo Verón really were just absent in that game, and they suffered for it. I mean, there was no reason the uh, Rebels couldn't have, shouldn't have been able to put that high press on, uh, and you know made it more difficult for Toronto. Maybe even got another goal or two, uh, and then we'd be the East would be clinched. I mean, if they'd got one more game, the East would have been clinched for the uh, one more goal. The, game, the East would have been clinched for the Red Bulls. So um, that's my big dislike uh, that you know they just didn't. Whatever reason, they just not seem to be playing their game, uh, and it was sorely needed and sorely missed. So for yeah. what for us, sorry, I'm going to cut in, Truman. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, for what it's worth, it's and and I didn't notice this right away. It wasn't like I kind of started talking to the, some of the other guys in once Metro, but it seemed like Toronto was more inviting the Red Bulls to possess the ball and basically saying, "Yeah, we're going to sit back and let you do your thing. So you're going to have to beat us on off the bounce. It's not like you're going to pressure us into mistakes." And the Red Bulls just couldn't capitalize. That at least that's what I think. I saw whether I'm right or not. I don't know, but that's what it seemed like. It definitely seemed like Toronto. I mean, I, I don't remember the numbers, but it definitely looked like Toronto had a good whole lot of possession in that game, um, and uh, they paid for it. Yeah, my my big dislike is since I want to combine the games is really 90 minutes of soccer, and we'll start with the second half against Montreal, where they were up a man and didn't really do anything. Well, they did something that allowed Drogba to uh, get a penalty kick goal. But aside from that, did not capitalize being up a man. We've seen that before a hundred times. And then you come up to Toronto, and that first half was pretty much unwatchable. It was it was just a god-awful half. Uh, I, I, I couldn't even tell you what was happening. I couldn't tell you. There were corners that I – corner kicks I couldn't explain. Just – 90 brutal minutes of soccer, just absolutely brutal, to the point where, uh, you know, last night they had to go down a man to actually start getting their heads in the game. You can't, you can't do that, guys. You can't do that against a, a good, 
And I, I hate saying that word good Toronto team, but they were a good Toronto team. Not a great Toronto team because they didn't have all their starters in. You know, you get these guys are, these are the advantage you must take care of people. Come on. Get with it. And that, that sort of leads to my dislike is the kind of Jekyll and Hyde nature of this team over the last, uh, month and a half, two months. I mean, don't get me wrong. They've had some big wins, but I mean, you're talking about teams like Toronto, which should in that situation not have done anything because they were missing starters. Um, now I'm going to look at the results map because I need to see who else they were playing. Um, let's see. New York. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, lost to Orlando, which don't get me wrong. Orlando's of the team is the only playoff team, or sorry, the only team left that's not eliminated in the East. But you know, we beat them in their own city, and then we lost to them at home. Uh, we lost to New England in a game that looked disgusting. Maybe we lost to Chicago back in August. Actually, it's not as bad as I thought. It was actually uh, it was a five four and zero over the last nine games. But still, it's like we seem to get these like one or two games where we're really good, and then we just kind of fall apart. And that's fine in the regular season with the playoff, you know, picture and all that stuff. But once you start getting into a one game or two game playoff situation, you need to be on your game for for all of that. You can't afford a bad game and hope to win a series. It doesn't work in the playoffs. You have to be on top of what you're doing at all times. And I, at this point, I doubt that we can do it for to, to advance to MLS Cup. We might be able to win one series, but I doubt we're going to get to MLS Cup, let alone win at this point, if yeah. this stuff continues. Yeah. I mean, you look at the game last night, and I, it, clear, it clearly was not uh, the worst game they played this season. No. But it's just... But it wasn't out, a good game either. Right. Well, I'm saying you put out a bad effort in that first half, then that was the biggest problem. You just... You didn't do anything. You just well, kind of... I, I can argue the second half was probably worse, but... Well, I, yeah, and it, it is, obviously, because they were they were scoreless. Um, but they did start to pick it up in the second half. But it's just... It's listless play that'll drive you crazy. Sure, you're going to lose games like this, but at, at least play well and lose. That's all we ask for. I mean, we ask more for more. We ask for wins. But if you're going to lose the game, fight a little bit harder. <laughs> And poor Dax McCarty having to go to the dentist now, getting his teeth rattled. Shit. Yeah. Poor guy. I want to see the mouth card he's wearing on Sunday. He's going to have, like, one of those UFC ones that looks like an intimidating image on, like, the mouth guard. <laughs> I'll take it. That'd be, that'd be kind of cool. Tough. Gotta look tough. All right. So let's talk about what we'd like to have these two games. Uh, Truman, you're up. What did you like about them? Oh, aside from Sean Wright Phillips scoring, which is cool. It was nice to see them beat Montreal in a midweek game that a lot of people thought Montreal was going to be the hotter team, that Drogba was going to score 15 goals uh, without, you know, Matt Miazga, but that certainly didn't happen, and they really just held them to a PK, PK goal. So I'd, I'd say that's a really decent result. Uh, you know, breaking news, Didier Drogba can be sco- stopped, everybody. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, he's not 21-year-old Thierry Henry for crying out loud. You can't stop this guy. I mean, they can't stop Javinko, but, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, you had Ronald Zubar looking like he was going to go run out the building. and, uh, Zubar. and Dar- Damian Parenthal is trying to figure out what to do with uh, Hair on Fire Zubar. So, I mean, right. that that was a special situation right there. Did you guys notice that both goals last night were pretty much where Miazga would have been? Yep. yep. 
Yeah. That's why it's not time to panic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, am I like, uh, am I actually, am I allowed to like Giovinco's goal? Cause I mean, let's I face guess. it, it was beautiful. You, you can appreciate, <laughs> you can appreciate it. You can appreciate it. That's, All right, so that, that's, that's my appreciate. I, I guess my like would be kind of like, you know, yeah, Deco, it was nice that we'd be, uh, we shut down, uh, Montreal when, when none of us really expected to. And, um, you know, and, and, oh, sorry. And, uh, what was that? <laughs> what did you say? I didn't hear what you said, but yeah. said, I'm sorry. What was that? That we didn't. We no one. No one here predicted the win. Oh, you did. Okay. <laughs> Two, one. I'm sorry. Okay. I uh, my except you. All right. Good for you. Anyway, uh, and uh, the sky is not falling, despite what Jay says, which is more important. More important. Pretty much. I didn't say listen the what sky Jay was says. falling. I said if they yeah. continue this this form in the playoffs. Yeah. It's but not they, gonna happen. They're not going to, because for one thing, they're gonna have Matt Miazga back. I mean, you know, like Matt Miazga would not have missed the ball that Hercules Golden has scored. Uh I, I can't say for Giovinco. I mean, because that was just I mean Zubar was certainly a fault there, but it was also a thing of beautiful thing also, of beauty. Sure, got the Zubar, but that's a whole other issue. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you know, and it's it was just it was an absolute beautiful play by Giovinco. So uh, yeah, you know, we're, we're one point away from clinching these. That gets you in the Champions League next year. Uh, if we get this Supporters Shield, great. But at the same time, uh, maybe I'm being superstitious. How many Supporters Shield winners win the MLS Cup? And really, that's I know. that's what you want. So we'll get that point in the next two games. Uh, you know, so I, I'm not super worried. Uh, we'll be okay. So I guess my like is it's going to be okay. <laughs> um. You know, I was originally going to say that Zubar did a passable job filling in for Miazga, but after last night, I don't know. And uh, side note, six uh, Supporter Shield winners have won the MLS Cup as late as, or last one being 2011 LA Galaxy. Um, let's, uh, let's. I'm going to go with the Drogba thing. It's, I know you guys said it, but to, ha- to be able to shut down Drogba, who honestly came into this league, and nobody expected him to get seven goals off the bat like that, and to shut him down was... That was a team effort. Like that's not something you could do by one on one. So that's pretty good. Um, I assume if Matt Miazga's in there instead of Zubar, that's a that's even better. But you know, I'll I'll take it shutting him down except for a penalty kick because it's hard to stop a penalty kick if you're a goalie. So that's that's my like. Um, uh, predictions are next. Yes, predictions. All right, so. Uh, as I mentioned, I got it right for Montreal. So did uh, Bobby Salentano, who said he was coming after the crown. So no. But, however, nobody got Toronto right. So that's not happening. You uh, know why? Because no one picks the Red Bulls to ever lose to Toronto. That's the rule yeah. around. <laughs> so uh, prediction standings. Truman, you are still in first at 22. Pat, you are in second at 21. I am now back in third with 20. Uh, Aaron Bauer is also 20, but he is losing on tiebreaker to me. So with, uh, let's see, Bobby Zontano's at 19, and then 16 and below uh, is everybody else. So It's probably with, good that we're 1, 2, and 3. It makes us look like we actually know what we're talking about. <laughs> so uh, with two games remaining and six points up for grab, we have, uh, so that's five people that realistically have some sort of shot. Um. More like four if you count the fact that Bobby Santana is three points behind and have to somehow make up three on you. But um, I, I, this is a close one. I don't know who's going to win. Me. Real war. It's a real I war. I'm gonna, I can't wait for 
Truman to get a game completely right, but Pat somehow makes up the points, and we have another tie. And then I call my lawyer. <laughs> well, so, well, if Pat and I end up tying, what we'll do is what WWE did with the Divas belt a long time ago. We'll just cut it in half, and we'll each walk around with half the belt. <laughs> and then we, we join it together to get superpowers. <laughs> so what's your team name? Because you're not going to be like cool. So what's your team name? Uh, our superhero team? Yeah. Oh, uh, boy. Um, the Predictors. There you go. The pre- how about the Predictators? <laughs> that works. That, that works. And it's probably a better name than WWE would have came up with for you guys. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um, on that note, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to have on with us uh, Joe Godino from the band The Mezzaner. Mezzaners? Menzingers. Menzingers. So we'll be back with more Red Bull Rant right after this. One. Welcome back to the Red Bull Rant, and we have a very special guest for everybody. Uh, first time guest on the show. He is a hardcore Philadelphia Union fan, though we don't know why, but we're going to find out why. <laughs> and he also plays drums in the band The Menzingers. So I uh, would like to introduce Joe Godino. Joe, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate oh, it. Our pleasure. Now, you do know what you're getting into, right? Oh, I do. Yeah, I figured that we're going to do some shit talking. Yeah, which is fine with me. <laughs> okay, excellent. Good. I just, you know, we're not a bunch of wussies around here. We're not going to, you know, be nice. You know, <laughs> we just want to make sure. No, that's ready. cool. Let's do it. All right, so I'm, I'm you, actually asking. You do have to feel. Go ahead. I was, was going to say, you do have to feel honored, though, because Truman rarely introduces guests. It's all me. So the fact, <laughs> the fact that he did it means that you, you're either A, have a really terrible name, which you don't, um, or B, you're a special guest. So. <laughs> There you go. Cool. I'll go with B, yeah. <laughs> All right, so this this is the only actual real serious question is um, the union are only a few years old. Uh, why did you get into them, not just being from Philly, but uh, how did you get into actually watching the Philadelphia Union instead of already having a team in Major League Soccer? Um, so to be completely honest, like I, I got into – I've been into soccer for a long time. Like it, it kind of started when I was like – I don't know, eight years old or whatever. Um, like 90, I remember the 94 world cup. Um, I have a lot of family from Italy and I would like crowd around the TV with my uh, cousins and we would watch like, you know, Italy versus Brazil, like, which was, you know, what was going on at the time. Um, it and, and that was like my first memory of like getting into soccer. And then, you know, so, you know, years went by and I would always watch like international soccer, obviously the world cup, um, you know, things like that. But, uh, you know, I, I, I started to like really, you know, I wanted like more out of it, you know, rather than just like rooting for a team that's like fucking whatever, you know, six, uh, six hours ahead of us. I can't even like, you know, I can't even watch the games half the time, you know I mean? I'm right. like, they're, they're playing at like six, seven AM, whatever. And so I started getting the MLS and, you know, so Obviously, I mean, I, I was born in Philadelphia. I was born on Broad Street in Philadelphia. If you're from Philadelphia, you know that that's like the 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 hub. You know, that's like the center street of the whole city. You know, 
Um, so, I mean, it was just like a no brainer, obviously, you know, I just, I mean, I, I mean, what I, I can't root for Seattle, you know, like, no, dear I mean, God, I've, no. I've, I've, I've like, no, but I, I'm just saying like, you know, I have no attachment to any other place as far as, uh, uh, the U S goes or Canada or whatever. Um, yeah, it was, I mean, it's a very obvious choice. I mean, I'm from here. I was born here. So yeah, you know, I mean, that's, that's my team, you know? And you didn't go DC United, huh? That's good. I I do. I appreciate oh, no. that. Okay. I <laughs> yeah, do appreciate no, that. No. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, like I said, a, a no-brainer, honestly. Like, I, I really didn't have to really think about it. You know, it's just like, yeah, totally. Philadelphia. Oh, good. All right. So let's let's get to the hard-hitting questions here. Um, yeah. You're in a band, and you know how tough it is when a band uh, loses a member. Uh, you know, if they bring in somebody new. What do you think's harder? Uh, changing members in a band or when the union changes goalie 20 times in a season. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, so Tr- Trimmer really honestly, does come up with these parking questions. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. This is great. Um, so obviously I don't know what it's like to be a soccer player. I, I have no idea. I, I mean, you know, to me it's, it's a very foreign world. And I think that's one of the things that really draws me to it is because, you know, in a lot of ways I think like, it's very similar to being in a band, you know, you travel a lot, you do, you do all kinds of things. Like you travel a lot, you have people that are friends, like, you know, a lot of MLS players are friends with other players on MLS teams that they don't even know, uh, or that I'm sorry, that they, that they do know from other, you know, whether it be like college or USL or whatever. And I think being in a band is like the same kind of thing. Like you're, you're friends with bands that are, you're friends with people in bands anyway, that, they're not necessarily bands that you would listen to. It's just like, it's just, you're, it's a one big community, you know, it's, it's whatever. So I think that like, you know, a, a band member change as far as our band goes, I mean, we've been a band for like 10 years now. And if a member of our band left, I feel like that would be, that's a huge, that would be a huge blow. I, I feel like in, in the soccer world or in the sports world in general, you know, that's, that's a very different thing. Like, it, you know, you, you kind of adapt quicker because you have to, you know, like, you know, you have to train right away. You have to, you know, the season's coming up right away. You have to like, you have to adapt to your team members, you know? I, I mean, as far as being in a band, if one of these guys left the band tomorrow, I would be like, well, shit guys. Like, you know, what the <laughs> hell? Like, what am I going to like? No, like I've known these guys since high school, even before. So it's like, I feel like that might be a, a very different thing, but um, you know, I don't know. Were, were you <laughs> waiting? Can't. Were you waiting by the phone to just in case the union called you to be a goalie? Because I mean, who's left? <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, they, it's like open tryouts, right? At this point, I could just I th- go down I there. I think so. I'm yeah. pretty sure it is. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. I mean, it is. It is a tricky situation as far as that goes, and that's definitely one of the things that like has put us behind. And I think, like you know, some trades have been, um, you know, based just solely on that. You know, what was it a year or two ago? Whatever it was, the last draft or not the draft before that when we had Andre Blake. Um, I mean, that ended up being like, sure, we didn't play him for a while. He was still, uh, I mean, he was tied to a lot of uh, international duties too. But, you know, we started playing him, and now it's looking like he's probably going to be the guy. You know, he's, he's going to be the starter as far as uh, from here on out, um, you know, which is awesome. I mean, I, I feel like you just have to, you know, play with, like what you have. I mean, we had a guy on loan for a while, Brian Sylvester, and he was just like, awesome guy. He did really well for us, but he was, he was on loan. You know, we couldn't, you know, couldn't lock him down or whatever, but. So speaking of guys that were, you know, doing pretty well for you, Jack McInerney, 
in arguably one of the you know best runs. Well, I guess for the best run of his career since he's kind of fallen off since then. But you know he was on this this great run for you guys as you're starting forward, and then you just traded him for some reason. Uh, yeah. Why? Like I don't get that. <laughs> why? Why? Why did he get traded? During during what it was arguably you know the best run for you guys for forward. To be honest, that kind of is like the, the that remains a mystery, sort of. You know, I I really don't know. Um, I I mean, I don't know if it was like we traded him for Andrew Wenger, who had a great uh, a great start out with us, and then he wasn't played as much or whatever. But um, I mean, I, I don't really know what what was behind all of that. So. I mean, uh, like, you know, on the outside perspective, it, it does look a little strange. Like, this guy's like, you know, what was he, 20, 21 at the time? You know, like, young guy. I mean, definitely doing really well. You know, he was in, like, the U23 or whatever, U.S. camp and everything. And, yeah, definitely doing great. But, I, I to be honest, I really don't know. I mean, that's, like, one of the things that, like, will always haunt um, the uh, – uh, what was it? Um, well, uh Sorry, our, our previous coach. Like that will like, that's definitely something that's like an unanswered thing. You know, that's uh, I don't know. Definitely something that people want to know, but I couldn't tell you. I don't. I have no insider information. I, I don't know. <laughs> don't don't worry. You forgot the, the name of your coaches. I'm sure. Pretty sure they don't want to remember their coach of the union. So. <laughs> no. To be honest, I, I've I've uh, we earlier today my band we actually went up to a friend of ours uh, their brewery and. Brewed a beer, and I may have had a couple beers there. So you know, I'm just may, like, or may not. We won't confirm. May not. No. Hey, I mean, first, maybe our I first didn't. ever guest was yeah. drunk on air, so I mean, you're not exactly <laughs> setting the press. No, I wouldn't say drunk. I wouldn't say drunk, but you know, <laughs> feeling good. Uh, so, Mauricio, do uh, they ever actually figured out what to do with him? Is he doing anything these days, or what's going on there? Um, I, I I don't know. I, I know he got hurt recently. That's all I really know, but. Um, yeah, I mean, he's like, you know, he's a solid, solid player. I mean, I think he started every, every match that, you know, since he's gotten signed, I feel like he started everything. So he's definitely a, a really valuable player for us, for sure. And he, he's he's super solid, yeah. He's a really fun guy to watch, you know. So, uh, is he, you know, kind of one of those guy, MLS guys that fell off Clemson's radar that maybe should not have? I mean, I'm actually curious. I really don't – I haven't been following you in soccer, so <laughs> – no one does, don't um, <laughs> No, I don't know. I think, like, um, I mean, as far as U.S. soccer goes, I, I really don't know where his place is with that. But I, as far as the union goes, I think he's definitely, um, you know, he's definitely up there with some of our best players, if not one of the best. So, you know, he, he's an awesome guy to watch. Like, he's a really uh, – he, he he's definitely a guy that commands the team, you know. He's definitely a very vocal person. I mean, literally on the field, you know, you can tell he's um, – like I go to games every time we're not on tour every, every week I get a chance to go. Um, you know, he's, he's right there starting and, and we sit like right in the supporter section right behind the goal and he's just right there. You know, you can, you can hear him, you can see him and he's definitely like a commanding, a commanding player. And it's, he's a really super fun dude to watch play. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to talk about, you know, when you guys play at home, um, you know, certain bands uh, have actually allowed to have uh, goal songs now. Let's say the Gaslight Anthem are now going to be the goal song for the Devils. And the drummer from okay. Rancid uh, wrote the anthem for RSL. When, okay. is, your, when is your band going to replace that stupid Duke song? <laughs> so, honestly, no shit. So, about like a year and a half ago, um, 
I was actually me personally, like I was in talks with um, one of our, one of the unions. Uh, I don't know what his actual role was, but it was some sort of like social media type, uh, you know, front office type type position, whatever it was. But so we were talking for a little bit back and forth, like, and my ultimate goal with the whole thing was to, you know, be able to um, write a song. Like I wanted to do that. I even approached the guys in the band and I was like, you know, let's do this. Like if this guy, like if we can get this guy to like help us out and pitch this, like let's write a song for, for the union, you know? And I was really pumped on it and you know, whatever, a bunch of shit happened, but either way it didn't really work out. But honestly, like I, if they asked us tomorrow, I would get right into the practice space <laughs> and just like, you know, start writing a song. I mean, obviously, you know, it's like, it's a really cool thing to be a part of. Um, but yeah, so I, 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 uh, I don't know, but I would totally be into it. <laughs> if you, the you, could probably, there. You, can, you can blame Nick Sack for not letting that happen. Just, it's okay. You can do it. You can blame Nick Sack for a lot of things. Really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's that's a different topic, I guess. But yeah. So um, speaking of songs, um, and I preface this by saying that I, I understand that pretty much any chant or song heard in supporter sections are not unique. Um but and about uh, a year ago, the New York Red Bull supporters started singing the song Twist and Shout, uh, made famous during a, a playoff game at D.C. Uh, mm-hmm. It seems like the South of Bend can't, you know, find original stuff to steal and have to steal from the Red Bull fans. <laughs> and I'm just curious what you feel about that. I mean, and, I... And I, I say that knowing I, that the Red Bull I, fans I, weren't the first ones to use Twist and Shout, by the way. <laughs> But it's just, it just less than a year in on the Red Bulls using the song, Son of Ben just magically start using it. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know where the origins of that came from. Like, I mean, I, I started going to games about, you know, about two years ago now. Um, I followed it for a while before that. But honestly, like, I, I, as, as far as that stuff goes, I have no idea where the origins of that came from or, like, who actually started it. So I have... I have no comment on that. (laughs) That's an official no comment right there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no comment. Pat, did you want to go next? You got something for this guy? Come on, come on, Pat, bring the trash. He's ready for it. Come on, man. All right, sure. Are are you more excited for this game on Sunday or for the upcoming release of the movie Creed? You know, oh my god. I mean, I don't know. I, I. I want the union to finish strong because I think that like, you know, it, it means a lot to like, you know, you need to, you know, you need to run out your season and, and be, uh, morale has to be up, you know? So I obviously want them to finish strong, but that new Rocky movie, fuck man, I don't give a shit about that movie. <laughs> so, so the last, <laughs> so the last one that came out, what was it? Rocky Balboa or whatever. That's like a solid movie. I really think that movie's like really good. Like I, I, did it need to be done? No, but did Rocky five need to be done? No. Wow. But, but I mean, I mean that's my opinion. I don't know. But you know, whatever. I mean, does this movie need to be done? No. But it's just like you know, it's 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 fucking eye candy. It's fun. It's fun to watch. Like whatever. Like yeah, I want to see Rocky again. Like who the fuck doesn't? I mean, they film half the movie like right in our neighborhood anyway. So it's like, you know, if anything, it's exciting to see that. You know. So I will tell you this: <laughs> if Rocky dies in that movie, I'm setting every film reel on fire because I'm tired of people. <laughs> Movies. Every movie, someone dies. Yeah. No, I, I honestly feel like this might be the one. I was actually thinking that the other day. They released like another trailer. It was like trailer two or whatever. And I, 
I feel like they alluded to that. Like they, they were basically saying like, this will be the, the, the end of Rocky, you know, he's going to like, this is the movie where he like passes the torch, you know? Um, so well, who knows? I mean, maybe, maybe he'll die. I don't know. That's fucked up. That's Oscar. fucked up to think about. It is horrible. <laughs> yeah. Like Rocky dying. That's like, I mean, shit. That's like, uh, I don't even know. That's, uh, that's like, I, I don't know. I don't think the city can handle that. You know, no, it's, it's blasphemy in Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. That might, yeah, that might be too much. I don't know. They better well, not. That's all I'm trying to say. That'll be a candlelit, candlelit vigil at, by the statue. You're like the whole city shows up. <laughs> that's. I mean, you thought it was bad when the Phillies won the World Series. I mean, the city might burn <laughs> if Rocky dies. Like that's just, you know, that might be really bad. I don't know. We'll see. So a, a good friend of ours, uh, a multiple guest on, a sh- on our show, friend of yours, Mr. Ian Perkins, uh, you know, when he goes yeah. on tour with the Gaslit Anthem, he usually puts a Red Bull scarf on the amp, you know, along with his Watford <laughs> yeah. scarf. He has to have the Watford scarf down. Of course, yeah. How do you represent your team on tour? So to be honest, like, I, I will watch, I mean, wherever we are, I mean, it, it's fucking hard sometimes because, like, yeah, you need Wi-Fi and all that shit. And it's really hard, but I mean, most of the time, if I can, if I have the chance, I will watch the games like backstage on my phone or on my computer or whatever I need to do. And then with the time difference, that can even be an issue if we're overseas or whatever. But um, as far as that goes, like I, you know, I try, I try my best to, you know, be pretty uh, vocal on like social media or whatever, like, Hey, watching the game backstage, whatever. And I mean, it's 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 not something that like I'm not trying to get people to be like, oh, you should watch this game too because I'm watching it. Whatever. It's just that like, you know, that's what I'm doing at the moment. So I don't really like think about it that much. You know, I'm just like, hey, if I happen to be able to watch it, it's not like at the same exact time while we're supposed to be on stage. Then, hell yeah, you know, I'm gonna watch it. But but I have thought about having my scarf on my drum somewhere. But I there's no logistical way that I can really get the scarf to lay on a drum set. To where you could see it. That <laughs> like, is true. That on an amp, true. it's on an amp, it's really easy. You just kind of drape it over. But um, yeah, no, I have no idea. I try to like hang it on a cymbal stand, and it just slides right off or <laughs> whatever. Like, there's no way. There's well, no way do. for me to like. Just just get dupe and put it like on your your uh, the head of the bass, like the bass drum. Just put the <laughs> yeah. logo right there. Yeah. No, I should do that. You're right. You're right. So you, it's you, too late now. I mean, we leave in like a week. I can't get that printed in time. It's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you, you talked about watching, you know, the games on the road. And uh, mm-hmm. listeners of the show know that I don't live in the New York market. So I, I deal with this on a weekly basis. And I, I'm, since you brought it up, I'm kind of curious. How do you feel about the whole local blackout crap? I mean, I imagine at some point, you know, you're, in, you're touring in some city and Philadelphia happens to be nearby, so you get blacked out, even though, you know, you're not from the area, you're not, like, actually close enough to watch on TV. So I'm kind of curious how you deal with that. Um, I mean, it definitely sucks, you know. Like like you said, there definitely are times where, um, you know, we might not be that far from home, and I'm trying to, like, you know, get Wi-Fi wherever in the venue and then throw it on my computer and be able to watch it. And then like, I just can't do it, you know, then at that point I have to like hope that it's on, you know, cause I have like the uh, MLS live subscription or whatever. And more than half the time it is kind of blacked out, but um, you know, once in a while I'll be able to get it on uh, ESPN. If it's like 
a televised thing or whatever. Um, so sometimes it works out, but yeah, some, you know, once in a while it, it just doesn't work and it really does suck. Honestly, like, um, it's kind of like to the point where, you know, if I was home, I could just watch this. Like I, I could do any, I mean, I could go to this place. I can go to that place, whatever. I could watch it on my TV, you know, whatever. Um, so sometimes I just rely on like Twitter and I'll just like reload all the shit and see the updates, you know? So yeah, sometimes it sucks, but it's like a 50, 50 thing, you know, it depends. It just depends on where we are. But now, uh, we got a, we got a few more questions for you. First, let me ask you, uh, are you free Sunday to come to the game? Because we would actually like you to come see a beautiful, amazing stadium like Red Bull Arena. <laughs> um, so I've been there before, uh, actually. I was there at the Open Cup match where Union beat the Red Bull. Don't, don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't remember that. No, yeah, no, that was, no, you're talking about. It wasn't that long ago. Yeah, it was like a Tuesday there wasn't that many people there, but uh, yeah, I'm, no. I'm, I, I, I'm pretty sure we forfeited the Open Cup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a forfeit match. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We realized it didn't matter, so we we're like, nah, yeah. whatever. <laughs> no, I, I, I've been there before, and it's it's actually an awesome. It's an awesome stadium. I mean, like, it really is. It's impressive. You know, it's a really nice place. Um, I had a really good time. There was like a bus trip, and we all went down, and yeah, it was really cool. Um, this Sunday, unfortunately, I'm not available to uh, to come down, or otherwise, I, w- I would love to go again. Um, but yeah, I, I, I can't. We actually leave for tour in like a week, so it's like crunch time to get a bunch of shit done. So, unfortunately, I'm not able to make it down. But but yeah, I would love to be there if I could. So you say you're going on tour. Uh, why don't you let the listeners know? Uh, where you're going? There's, I think there's something big going on down south, and uh, who you're going on tour with? Uh, so we're going on tour with um, Me Without You and Pianos Become the Teeth and Restorations. Who three out of four of those bands are from Philly, and then uh, Pianos Become the Teeth are from uh, Baltimore. So um, it's all bands that we played with before. Uh, Restorations we're like super close with. Um, they all live like right around us and same neighborhood and everything. So, yeah, so um, that's going to start in about a week. It's about like four or five week tour, um, full U.S. Yeah, it's going to be really, really awesome. We're really excited for it. And you guys are playing the fest? We are. Yeah, yeah, we're playing the fest. This will be our ninth fest in a row. Oof, jeez. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's consumed every Halloween of my 20s. <laughs> like, I have not had a Halloween since I was 19 years old. So, 2021 20, on to 29 now, I've I've been at the fest, which is, is not a bad problem to have. I mean, it's it's I mean, it, it's amazing. You know, it's um, yeah, it's like our, it's our second home at this point. Yeah, it, it's just an incredible place. So Halloween, because you mentioned it, um, Halloween's coming up in a few weeks. And this will be our last question before um, our, we ask you for a prediction. So if you had yeah. to dress up as one Philadelphia Union player, which one would it be? <laughs> Sorry, wait, if I had to dress up as one if, Philadelphia if, if Union for player? For Halloween, someone says you had to dress up as a Philadelphia Union player. Which one would you pick? <laughs> Holy shit. Um, I'd have to, like, think about that for a second. Honestly, as far as, like, my height goes and, you know, where I'm at uh, in, in a physical sense, I feel like it might be uh, – shit, I don't even know. Probably – Vincent Noguera. I feel like we're the same height. We can kind of have the same hair, you know, whatever. I feel like I could pull that off. 
I mean, Jimmy Fallon doesn't play for the union. That would be my obvious guess. <laughs> people tell me I look like it's him true. 19 times a day. So, you know, if he played for the union, I'd say, yeah, Jimmy Fallon, give me a fucking blue jersey and let's go do it. But no, um, yeah, no, I'd say as far as that goes, yeah, I feel like I could I could fit into that. It might be wishful thinking. He's like a suave Frenchman, but, you know, whatever. But, yeah, I think that would be that would be my closest, yeah. All right, so our, our last question is, we do this with every guest, game prediction. What is your game prediction for this Sunday? I'm going to say, I'm going to say 2-1 two, two Union. Oh, uh, yeah. When it's yeah. happening, it's just breaking down. Breaking down. <laughs> no, I, I do. I mean, you know, we got to finish strong, so that's my, that's my prediction. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, from the start, we weren't going to agree. I mean, that's no, not no. how this is going to go. And this is not, that's yeah. not how this is going to go. It's just, yeah. it's, it still hurts. It still hurts to hear that. Though, <laughs> you know. Yeah. No, I understand. All right. So, uh, Joe, before we let you go, uh, of course, we got to let you give a chance to uh, let the people know where they can follow you online, where they can follow the band, all that good stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, Instagram, the Menzingers, or, or band, or me. I mean, I'll, I'll plug both. Oh. Or whatever you want. <laughs> you, need, you want followers, right? Fuck it. I mean, who doesn't? Let's be honest, you know? <laughs> no, I, I don't know. Joe Godino, just search that. I don't know. Just plug that into whatever you got, and hopefully I show up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Menzingers, fucking Twitter, Instagram, the Menzingers. It's pretty much across the board. Is, is your MySpace page still there? <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, we have some we have some deep cuts on that thing. I don't oh. even know. Is my face still a thing? Can you even go to that now? I don't even. Sure. I, I, I don't know. Know. <laughs> yeah, sure. I guess. Yeah. I think Justin. No, I have no idea. It, so I think it's all good still. All right. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Check it out. I mean, if it comes up, follow that too. Whatever. <laughs> all right. So uh, we have to uh, let you go, unfortunately. But Joe, thank you for coming on. Um, we'll be yeah. back with more Red Bull rant right after this. Welcome back to Red Bull Rant. Once again, I want to thank Joe for coming on. Uh, you can follow him uh, on Twitter. I got to bring it up now. At Joe Godinho, and uh, uh, the band is at the Menziners. I don't know why I'm screwing that up. Go check out their newest album, Rented World. It is phenomenal. Uh, what was the song that you were showing me? Uh, I don't want to be an asshole anymore, which is a great, great song. And the, uh, the music video is great. Yeah, if, if you're not going to listen to the whole album, just go on YouTube, look up the Menzingers. I don't want to be an asshole anymore. Uh, the video is brilliant. <laughs> All right. So uh, before we talk about the Philly game, let's, let's look at the playoff picture real quick. So in the Eastern Conference right now, it's the Red Bulls with 54 points, Toronto with 49, DC at 48, New England 47. Columbus 47 and Montreal 45. Orlando's the only other team not eliminated yet, and they're at 41. Uh, Red Bulls will clinch the Eastern Conference with a draw or a win against uh, Philly. Sounds, sounds familiar. It does. That sounds familiar. Um, they can drop no lower than third in the Eastern Conference because uh, they have a tiebreaker over New England, and New England can only 
I think we can get the 55, but uh, what is it? I, I forget what it was off the top of my head, but basically they can't drop lower than third, realistically. So, um, but I think they'll set, they'll settle at one or two, which means they'll get a buy in the first round, and then they'll play November 1st is the first uh, the first like full playoff weekend. Um, if they do happen to drop the third and get the uh, wild card, then they will play uh, either the I guess the twenty eighth. I think is when the, the, those games are. I have to look at the um, schedule but anyway. So basically, at one point, secures first first place and guarantees a uh, a week's rest instead of half a week um, for the Shield. Red Bulls, even though they are tied on points with Dallas at fifty four. Still lead based off of goal differential. Rebels have a plus 15, where Dallas has plus 11. Um, LA Galaxy is in third with 51 points. Vancouver with 50. Toronto 49. Vancouver is eliminated from the Shield because they have one game left, so they can't make up the points. Um, realistically, LA and Dallas are the only two teams we have to worry about. Um, a The best scenario this weekend is a Dallas loss coupled with a Red Bulls win because that put the Red Bulls three points up on Dallas with one game to play, and then we would pretty much be guaranteed a spot because of goal differential. Um, not officially. You pretty, much then, you pretty much then play the Baby Bulls in Chicago. Yeah, I mean, well, you got... See, I say that, but you still have to be careful because, it, you know, the freak, like, 7 nothing game happens, and all of a sudden you lose your shield, which... It won't happen. It could. That's, I'm not saying it will. I'm saying it could. But anyway... I could um, also run into, you know, Mila Kunis tonight, and, you know, we can boogie on down, but it's not going to happen. That would also require you leaving the house. But um, <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, who knows who I'll pick up with Uber after this Mets game. <laughs> so there, there is your um, playoff scenarios and shield standing. So hope for Dallas loss, hope for Red Bull win, and then basically we – Unofficially, officially have it <laughs> is the way to say it. There you um, go. So, Red Bulls are going to take on the Philadelphia Union on Sunday, October 18th, 3 p.m. local start time. This game is actually on MSG Plus 2. Which apparently not, exists. Not not on ESPN or Fox, because, you know, Sunday games are supposed to be national games. They, yes. I'm going to correct you, because ESPN and Fox are showing games at 5 o'clock and 7 o'clock. So this uh, is really a, a local triple header. But the thing is, oh, well, I was going to say, all season long, it's been the only games on Sunday were, were national, so. Yeah, you got to squeeze these games in when you have to play on frickin' Wednesdays. True. Um, so, yeah, Red Bull's taking on Philly at home. Uh, it's the regular season finale at home. It will be Supporters Day. Uh, I don't know what else is going on. I guess that's it. Uh, last poster, since they've been doing the posters all year. Um, last, uh, what, what, were the, what was it called? The 20, 20 player? Oh, 20, 20 for 20. 20 for 20. Now, guys, who hasn't been there yet? Hmm? Uh, I'm going to guess his name starts with... I'm going to guess that. Dan Lee Borman? <laughs> Buda Kundul. Tim Howard? Oh. Buda. <laughs> We're not talking about Tim Howard, right? Yeah. Tim Reagan. Luke Sassano. It'll be, be DJ uh, Young Gunner Soli spinning the scenes. <laughs> there you go. It's, it's not going to be uh, curricula, so we can uh, applaud him since the curse is gone. <laughs> 
I, I didn't, I didn't realize that he was up for that. So, wait, so actually, I'm, I'm, since it's 20, when did they do two? Because it's only 17 home games. They had three. They had to do three games with two players, right? Um, I, I just, I, it's just random thoughts that popped in my head. <laughs> then, then Sunday is gonna be fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, bringing everybody out. Um. All right. So predictions for this one, Pat. Your first. What do you think is gonna happen on Sunday? Uh, I think, you know, look, the Philadelphia Union, they're beaten, they're defeated, they're done. Uh, the Red Bulls had an off game. Uh, they're gonna be fine. There's no Giovinco for, uh, Ronald Zubar to worry about. Uh, you know, it, it, it's gonna go the Red Bulls way. Uh, they're gonna clinch the East, hopefully clinch, uh, Supporters Shield or Borderline clinch at this, uh, Sunday. But, uh, I, I predict only good things, uh, especially if, uh, a certain number 14 shows up. And, uh, really brings the house down. Uh, you know, so I'm, you know, the high, the high press will be back. I have no doubts about that. Uh, I'm going to go with a, I'm not going to go crazy. I'm going to go with a two nothing victory Red Bulls. Great. Thanks for stealing that prediction. Cause I'm going to have to <laughs> amp it up a little bit. Uh, Joe, our, our great guest Joe said it would be two one Philly. That ain't happening. But the amount of goals, three. Yeah, three nothing Red Bulls. Uh, I'm really hoping that Dallas loses on Saturday. Give the team really something to play for. Uh, fans can go bananas. I like a big old win here. You can't really semi embarrass yourself on Wednesday and not come out and play your asses off, which they seem to do recently. Win loss, win loss, win loss. So I do like a big, big, big Red Bulls win. I'm going with a repeat of the performance the last time these two played in, uh, I guess it was August? I can't remember when it was. It was August. Hold on. Yep, August 1st. Because since I have my press pass for that one. Um, th- that game was the debut of Verone and... Was it Verone? Uh, no, sorry. Just right for yep. Yeah, sorry. Verone was not on the roster that day. But that was the debut of Sean Ray Phillips, and when he came into that game, the Red Bulls just started dominating. And the final score in that game was 3-1, and it's going to be the same exact thing on Sunday. There you go. Good. We all have different and predictions. That's, and, the, yep, and, that's, and that's what I'm going to use to leapfrog in the first place. All right. Wait, actually, no, Let's get it out. No, sorry. I would only be able to tie you, but I would be able to still tie you. So. Ooh, tie going into the final week. I know. Alright, so, uh, it's time once again for Truman's terrible team of the week. Well, we did it once. We're gonna do it again. I, I really want Pat to take this one, this one away. I, I, USA, I don't... <laughs> not okay. Ugh. Please, Pat, go oh. right ahead after this week of, of awfulness. Uh, how does Jurgen Klinsmann still have a job? Uh, I mean, seriously, it should be as clear as day to anybody. <clears throat> I mean, I guess the, the hope for U.S. fans at this point is, you know, after the game, Samuel Scalati said, oh, we're going to sit down and talk, uh, this being after the Costa Rica game, and uh, he has not yet come out to say Jürgen Klinsmann is going to be there. Uh, look, there has not been a plan in place for over a year now. Um, you know, everything started going south shortly before the World Cup, and I know many people who support the man will say, well, they got out of the group of death. Yeah, but you know what? They were playing really well up to that point, up until about 
April 2014 when Klinsman fired his, uh, got rid of his assistant coach or replaced him only, you know, three months before the, uh, three months before the World Cup. He switched up the formation. He moved Michael Bradley into an attacking midfield role that is not suited for him and effectively neutering the best player in the player pool. And uh, since then, it's been a carousel of center backs. I mean, I understand not many have been good, but it seems like the only time he decided, hey, you know what, we actually do need some consistency here. He played the two worst possible candidates in both, you know, Ventura Alvarado and uh, and uh, uh, Blank and John Brooks. You know, it's uh, this team is not going the right direction. They don't look like they're playing for him anymore. Uh, it's time to get a new head coach. Uh, you know, it's just he's – He's out of ideas, uh, and I'm not willing to see sit through uh, the World Cup qualifying, which starts in November, to find out if he can figure it out again. I- I'm just not. Um, you know, the only bad news about that is the next U.S. coach could. Is, <coughs> there's a chance that uh, Red Bull fans could lose their coach uh, to the U.S. if they do fire uh, Klinsman. So, but. Again, I, I'm just I'm over it. I'm over Jurgen Klinsmann. Uh, this, this team has looked bad for far too long. They've lost to four Concacaf opponents and uh, only three Concacaf teams. Oh, four Concacaf opponents on home soil and three Concacaf uh, teams make the uh, World Cup automatically. So if that doesn't alarm you, I don't know what will. Yeah, it's disgraceful. Mm-hmm. This is, I mean, you, you should, uh, Costa Rica's a good team. I don't want to take anything away from them, but, uh, you should not be losing to them uh, at home at all. And they certainly lost some fans because, uh, no one really gave a shit. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if, if the chorus of boos with every misplay and to the coach Klinsman himself, uh, doesn't send a message, I don't know what will. Uh, and I guess one other thing that should have, uh, Red Bull or U.S. fans maybe a little is that Jurgen Klinsman after that Costa Rica game just looked defeated. He just walked right. He shook the hand of the Costa Rica coach and just walked right off the field, which is very uh, uncharacteristic of him. So I think the game might be up, and hopefully it is. Uh, so Russia W. Grant, I'm going to talk a little bit more about the Costa Rica match, but in terms of Red Bull Arena, why can't we at Red Bull Arena and I say this knowing that we got the World Cup qualifier, but why can't like we get a friendly that's not on a weeknight, that's not at an inconvenient time? Like, no. does, does U.S. soccer hate Red Bull Arena? Like, is there a reason that they like they come to us like just to, to, to prove that they're coming to the Northeast, but then they want to like us to fail so they never have to come here again? Yeah. Well, I mean, on the the flip side is that is they did draw very well for. Ecuador, U.S. back in 2011, and that but was that wasn't nightmare. mostly. Well, the problem is that wasn't U.S. Fan, that was mostly Ecuador fans, yeah. which which I get. You know, depending on where you go, it's gonna be more of one fan base together. I mean, out in California it was a pretty much pro Mexico crowd, but yeah. like, I I'm not sure this game would have drawn well anywhere in the country. Well, I, feel like I, I don't think loss, so either. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure after the loss, nobody was coming to this game. But just yeah, in general. So. It was like a what six thirty start, like who the hell yeah. sets who the hell does a six thirty start for a soccer game on a weeknight? I don't especially know. in the New York area. Yeah, I don't know if that had to do with the, uh, the what's called the um, Olympic game. Uh, I could be wrong there. I think they may have been hoping that people tuning did have time to tune into the Olympic game. Uh, that's my that's my only theory. That's the only one I got. 
I guess. Yeah. But wasn't this... I, I'm not trying to be... Cons- cons- uh, yeah. I, I lost the word I was thinking of. Uh, but wasn't this game scheduled like at least a few weeks ahead before we knew when we were playing tonight in the Olympic qualifying? I think we were probably kind of cocky and thought we were going to play in the championship game. So. Well, <laughs> in honest, I mean, in fairness, because you Because Jurgen is but... the technical director, and he said one of his tenets was to make the Olympics. So, yeah. So we failed that twice under him, right? We fa- In this past weekend, we yeah. Oh, we that's failed. right. We, we, twice. we technically haven't failed yet. Because yeah. we're in that playoff, but yes, yeah. we're we haven't automatically qualified twice. Yeah, so yeah. hooray for us! Um, yep. Anything else you guys want to talk about before we get out of here? Yeah, real quick, just about Red Bull Arena again. Uh, you know, Sunday is the home finale. The I mean, there'll be a playoff game, but it kind of sucks. I know it's a weird time. It is three o'clock on a Sunday, which is a little weird. But uh, Tickets are so readily available for this game. I don't like it. You know, usually when we play Smurf City, Southward sells out in two seconds. Now we have a chance to win something, and I could get tickets anytime I want. So fans, get your asses in gear. Get your fucking butts to the game. It's a Sunday, all right? Bring your little radios. You can listen to the Jets game, okay? Giants don't play till Monday night, so there's no excuses there. And get your asses to the game. 14 bucks is the cheapest ticket on StubHub right now. Come on, people. So TT's going to be there. Yeah, he is. I won't be able to go. Well, you have you have an excuse. I'll Actually, I'll be in New Jersey, but I have a family event. Now you don't have an excuse. You just <laughs> lost your excuse, Jay. My excuse is the family event. Family event, poo-poo. You always seem to have family events. I know. They need to learn that Red Bull fandom comes first. They exactly. need to learn that these games they, are important. Major issue. Because Red Bulls got family. Ah, Red Bulls. And Dicka. And Marsh. Because why not? <laughs> Becky. All right. Anything Marsh. else? Uh, I don't believe so. I think I'm good. I mean, Truman pretty much with his terrible teammate took over my dumping ground, so... You know. as, as I, I say that as an, I somehow knocked my microphone off my desk. <laughs> so I'm sorry for that loud like sound you guys probably heard. Blam. Alright, so if that is it, let's wrap this one up. You can visit us at whatsmetro.com slash red hyphen bull hyphen rant. Help us by supporting the show at patreon.com slash redbullrant. Email us at redbullrant at gmail.com. You can call us at 973 973- Three four eight five three two nine. You can reach us at facebook.com slash Red Bull Rant on Twitter at Red Bull Rant for the show at Dr. Stooge for myself at PMAC D82 for Pat at the Truman for Truman. Subscribe to us via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or at SoundCloud.com slash Red Hyphen Bull Hyphen Rant. Last words before we get out of here. Yep. Uh, I hate Chase Utley. I hope he gets both his legs broken at some point. And hey, Red Bulls, why don't you go and win on Sunday? Yeah. Clinch the East and hopefully clinch the Supporter Shield. Come on, let's win. All right. So for Pat Truman and myself, this has been episode number 164 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in. And as always, go Red Bulls. Peace out. Lates.